Welcome to another Distinct Nostalgia by MIM. More than a podcast. Now on Distinct Nostalgia, a treat for sitcom fans, as we bring you a very rare interview with one of the surviving cast members of Are You Being Served? Ashley's been chatting to the lovely Vivienne Johnson, who played young Mr Grace's nurse. Enjoy, and I hope you're all doing very well. So Vivian, thank you very much indeed for joining us and talking to us on Distinct Nostalgia, where we talk to the people who were there in the, from our great films and TV programmes of the past. Um, it's lovely to chat to you. Um, obviously, you've had a great career, done lots of different things, but the thing you're probably most re- remembered for is Are You Being Served? So let's let's start there. Let's go back. Tell us how did you land your part in Are You Being Served? Right. Well, I got uh, to know Jeremy Lloyd. Uh, he saw me in something and uh, he'd written a play for Joanna Lumley, who he was married to briefly for a year. And for some reason, she couldn't do it. And um, so I got the part. And believe it or not, rather topical at the moment, I was playing a Russian spy. <laughs> Uh, and uh, then he obviously he co-wrote Are You Being Served with David Croft so he brought David Croft along to see the play and then I was offered a part in Are You Being Served and the thing was they would like to have written my part up but Harold who was well (laughs) David Croft said to his knowledge although we celebrated his 80th birthday he said, to his knowledge, he was at least 85. And he found it difficult to remember the lines. So it was hard for them to write me up more than they could. Yeah. Are you being served, by the time you came in, are you being served, have been going for a while, hasn't it, from a variety? Oh, it, it, I did the last three series. Altogether, it was on for 13 years. So, yeah, it was very well established by then. So you knew what you were letting yourself in for? Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it was professional, very professional, and everybody was lovely. No, fantastic. Well, tell us a bit about that then. I mean, in terms of your relationship with um, with Harold, with the, you know, uh, with Mr. Grace, uh, young Mr. Grace kind of thing. Oh, well, he what... was lovely. As yeah. I say, he um, <laughs> obviously a, a little vain, perhaps, uh, because we celebrated his 80th birthday, and David said, he, to his knowledge, he was at least 85. But Harold was lovely, um, generous. I mean, he he was half in a wheelchair and half... Well, I, I, I propped him up. And then there's the, the very famous uh, uh, episode where I'm leaning over the uh, pool table and he's looking at my skirt. <laughs> so he was a dirty old man. <laughs> And then I was I was really good friends. Um, well, very good friends with Wendy Richards. Um, in fact, I used to go to her uh, house, which was um, right opposite Baker Street Tube Station, literally. Lovely house. And uh, then she'd go around. She was well known in this wine bar. And we used to go around there. She only drank champagne, as you do, dear. Um good taste <laughs> so I was really good friends with her and um and her partner and uh, well as you know sadly she died young uh breast cancer I, yeah. I mean I was very friendly with uh Anne Kirkbride again 
you know, from uh, yeah, coronary. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. died of breast cancer very early. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was very sad as well, wasn't it? Only a few years yeah. ago. So, yeah, so tell us a bit about, so did you, did you knew that your part was going to be sort of this Dolly Bird kind of character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, you course. knew. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I was good at things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, You've um, got to be clever. It's like anything else. Do you know, you can never, ever teach anybody how to be a comedian. Hmm. You've either got it in, it's like having black hair or blonde hair. You, you are, It's inside, you feel it. You can't teach it. You can, you know, learn whatever you like, but you can never... It's instinctive. So when you arrived, um, you like last three series, who were the... Obviously, Molly Sugden was there and John Inman was there. And had they changed the young... Had they changed the young, the younger assistant? To, had he changed at that point? Yeah, they changed Trevor Bannister hmm. um, because I think he wanted more money or something. And Mr Granger will have gone by then, wouldn't he? Mr Granger, the old chap. Granger, when I started, was still in it. Oh, was he still in it? Okay. Yeah, yeah he was still in it. Yeah. No, I mean, it, when I joined it, I, I mean, the average age of the cast must have been, well, God knows. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, because everybody was, you know, I mean, Molly was, you know, well, getting on, should we say? Yeah. Mature. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, Frank was. Um, but you were ent- you were you were entering a program that was very by that point was very very popular, wasn't it? I mean, this was a huge oh God, program, yeah. wasn't it? Oh God, yes. I mean, uh, you know, after well, when I entered it, been going ten years, so yeah, yeah. But when yeah. you're young, you don't think about things like that. And anyway, I always hoped I was very professional, and uh, I just thought of it. You know, you've got to do your best. So tell us a bit about it then, in terms of how it was, because they used to film a lot of episodes, didn't they? The series were quite long, weren't they, in terms of numbers? Well, yes, they were. You know how we used to do it? We used to do it in a week. We used to rehearse every morning, 10 o'clock till lunchtime. And then on a Sunday, we would go in at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, We'd rehearse in the morning. We'd do a dress rehearsal in the afternoon. And then at six o'clock on the dot, the audience would come in and we'd do it live. In those days, you did things live. Okay, okay, very, very occasionally. I can't even remember any offhand. Uh, If something had gone slightly wrong, you'd you'd, um, re-record. But no, it was all done live. Absolutely. There was none of this, you know, stop, start, up, down. (laughs) Professional, very professional, yeah. and theatre trained, and that made a big difference because it's all about discipline, you know. And the thing about it was, unlike, uh, I mean, there are a few sitcoms like this, but it was very much, it was done in a way that you could have transferred it to theatre, couldn't you? Because it was done in that oh, kind of way, yeah. wasn't it? Of course you could, yes. Yeah. Of course you could. But I mean, remember, this was an era. It was an iconic era of all the sitcoms. I mean, you don't get any sitcoms on television now, do you? Nothing at all. But that era, it was full of, you know, it ain't half up, mum. Well, you name it. Now, nothing like it. And added to which, you'd never get away with uh, things that were said. I mean, because now we're all so politically correct. Just like we're all actors, we're not actors and actresses, you know. But it, it still gets shown, and it's still funny, isn't it? You know, well, you know it's, it's... Well, that shows 
how iconic it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever get. I don't think I ever get tired watching Are You Being Served. To be honest, it's sort of. Uh, <laughs> even though I've heard that, I've heard a lot of the jokes before, and I know what to exactly. expect from John Inman exactly. and from Holly Sugden. But that's what, angry. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want, isn't it? You know, you know. I thought Molly, um, in particular was fantastic in terms of her mannerisms, uh, changing oh, her voice. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You share something with her because you're from Yorkshire as well, aren't you? You're from the North originally. I am. Right? I was born in Sheffield. Yeah. And she had this great way, didn't she, of, of changing from being a sort of, uh, you know, down to earth Yorkshire lass to being quite a, you know, very posh. I'm a lady. I'm a lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she wanted to go home to... Look at her after her pussy, or <laughs> <laughs> and she was also she was also very. The good thing about them all as well, they were very they were very good at, as well as as well as good at the delivering the the script. Of course, they were also very good at physical humour, weren't they? They were physical oh, comedians. Absolutely, absolutely. They, of course, they they were all professional and they, you know, trained in the theatre. Makes a big difference. It does, it does. Now, in terms of your part, you were largely, mm-hmm. most of the time, you were in Mr Grace's office, weren't you? Or sometimes you'd come downstairs yeah. and yeah, if he was sometimes. visiting to say, because he often came around, didn't he, to say, to say, you're all doing very well. Oh, or yes, exactly, I was going to say, <laughs> you're all doing very well. <laughs> tell, tell us a bit about some of the scenes and the scenarios that you remember. Some of the scenes... But I was told by somebody just recently who recognised me uh, about one particular episode where apparently in the storyline I was dubbing Wendy's voice and then suddenly I'm in a restaurant with Mr Grace and they recognised my voice. I don't remember that, but that's what I was told. So that was one. But it's very hard to remember incidents because at the time you were doing one a week do you know what I mean so that was quite a lot of you're not thinking oh god I must remember this for the future because <laughs> let's face it you don't know what the future is going to bring do you that, that's true that, that's true that's true so you you tended to were you were you his what were, were you his nurse is that what you were, were I was you... young Mr Grace's nurse yes right right and and you were just, you were there just to, the idea was that you were just looking after him in his old age. Exactly, he owned the store, and he was not uh, well. Obviously, he wasn't physically, you know, good. So I looked after him. I was his nurse, and I, they liked the added bit that you know she had to be attractive because he had to be able to quiver when he saw her. Do you see what I mean? That was the whole point of it. Yeah, he was, he was, she had to be, she had to be very professional, you know, and say, "Now, Mister Grace, come along, dear, or whatever." Yeah. I can't remember the lines. <laughs> she, Two years ago. He, um, but he played it well, didn't he? he played that part very well. Um, oh. yeah. <laughs> what? He, but he'd been around a long time, hadn't he? He's he, he an actor who oh went back, like a long way. They'd all been around a long time. They'd all been around a very, very long time. That's what I'm saying. It was very, 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 very professional, you know. And 
David Croft and Jeremy Lloyd have been around a long time, you know, who wrote it. Um, yeah. So yeah. everybody knew what they were doing. So what do you think you learned from, from him in particular, from Harold, in terms of the kind of, because obviously I know he was in, I know he was getting on a bit and it was difficult in some respects for him towards the end, but well, you know, what I, do you I think you learned what, from him? What I learned from him is um, how wonderful to have reached the age he was and still to be so professional. That's what I learned. You know, it was none of the doddering. He was, once he got on that set, he was totally professional. As I say, obviously he couldn't remember loads of lines, but that was a different point. The lines he did know, totally professional. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I worked with Norman Wisdom in his later years, and he was a bit like that. He sort of, he he yeah. was he'd forgive, be forgetful, and then he'd sort of click, and he'd be back into it again. You know, amazing. absolutely. Well, yeah. and that you, you admire that. I mean, you, yeah. you have to admire that. You know, all the people I, I've worked with, some very famous people. You know, people like Ronnie Barker and uh, uh, David Jason, for God's sakes. Mm. Uh, as I say, David Jason, I, I was with for 18 months. I was a year at the Strand in No Sex, Please, We're British. I went on tour with him to Hong Kong for six, oh, I can't remember, three or six months, I can't remember. So, I mean, you know, got to know him really, really well. And when he was in um, Are You Being Served, he, he took over from Michael Crawford. And I'll never forget him, um, he had to do this particular stunt where he had to fly through the um, through the serving hatch in the kitchen. He was a very good acrobat. <laughs> so I worked with some really iconic people. Now but the thing is, once you, you see, once you get sort of, um, how can I say, you get known that you are able to produce things. As a comedian, you, you get into a kind of circle where they'll say, "Oh, you know, Vivian Johnson. Well, yeah, she, she she's all right." Just thinking about some of those storylines. I mean, that some of the stories, you know, it, as you say, it went on for thirteen years. And there were so many of them, but it was well, like, know. you know, I love the, the just the general the, the banter between the. The, the the women's end and the male end, they're all, there was some competition going on and whatever. I love oh. the way in which they were always trying to send up Molly, um, <laughs> have a go at Molly in terms of, you know, sort of what, what she was really up to with, with various things. That was good. And um, and also the, those little scenes, which I don't think you were ever in them, but there was loads, those scenes where they're all in the canteen uh, uh, chatting oh, about yeah. different things, and yeah, that yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. I was I always thought was was really good as well. You know, no, so. I, no, 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 no. Because you see, the thing is, what you have to remember is that uh, young Mister Grace was the owner. Yeah. So he didn't go uh, into the canteen no. with, with the people that worked for him. So obviously, I was not going to be in those scenes because I, I I was always with Harold. And, and and what was the reaction at the time when you went into it? What, what reaction did you get from the public to your character? We'll be back after a quick break. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do, 
do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? You know I mean, yeah, yeah, we all we all artists over here, man. I'm Y'all trying, right? oh, yeah, I'm yeah. trying, I'm trying, oh, I'm, trying yeah. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah, yeah. Damn, me, me, we all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I got a lot, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I got a lot. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit serious. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> they like me. I mean, they like me flashing my legs and things like that. <laughs> Even now, to this yeah. day, yeah, I still get recognised. Can you believe that? Do you really? Fantastic, fantastic. That's really good. I know. Did you used to get fan mail? A lot of fan mail. I presume you did. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Fan yeah. mail, yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what What did people used to write to you? What people used to, What people used to say? Was it a mix? I tell you of... something. If I'd have had chance or time, or my son had have been around, I'd have get, got him to go into the cellar. <laughs> and I mean, I've got. Uh, I've got probably a box of uh, letters and memorabilia, yeah. but I didn't have a chance to go and look it up. Otherwise, yeah, so I might have been able to divulge more. <laughs> <laughs> but they used to contact, used to write to you regularly, yeah? People used to send oh, me yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they'd write, you know, they'd send it to the BBC. Hmm. They didn't send it to you personally. Yeah, so. yeah. You hinted at it earlier on that we couldn't get away with some of it today, which I think is no. a, bit of, a bit of a shame. It's a shame, really, because actually a lot of it was pretty innocent, really. It was innocent, of innocent it was. innuendo, wasn't it? it? You know, It's all in people's minds, isn't it? Let's yeah. face it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, but you just never would be allowed to do it now. What do you think about that? I mean, do you think it, do you think we've sort of lost our sense of humour generally, do you think? As Absolutely. A whole? I yeah. think we are now up our own bottoms. <laughs> I really and truthfully think that I, I i mean i look at things on television and i think oh my god and i think i think we all look slovenly i mean yeah. everybody goes around with tracksuit bottoms showing their bums which i mean i don't care but i mean sometimes they're not very attractive bums <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, absolutely i think you're right and the other thing is you know i i'm i'm from a, an lgbt background so you know, John Inman was one of the very few people on TV at the time who was depicting a sort of somebody who could be a camp or gay character or whatever. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. a lot of people, a lot of people will object to that and say that was that was dreadful because it was one dimensional and whatever. But it, it wasn't one. It wasn't one dimensional to me. It was great to see him there doing what he was doing. Absolutely. Was Absolutely. To my knowledge, he never got any condemnation or no. People accepted it. It was just something that. That was. Well, I mean, I, I, you wouldn't be able to do that now. You just no. wouldn't be able to do it. And it, and it, it was very much, the, again, the other thing that I think is different today as well is both, both in terms of in comedy and drama and soaps and everything is that they, they're they not very good today at building up character, are they? At the end of the day, this was John, in, John Inman, missed, you know, his character, that was his character, wasn't it? Mr. Oh, do you know what I mean? So he did those things because it was his character. It wasn't necessarily about being gay necessarily. It was just that was him. That's how he reacted. A absolutely, absolutely. You know. But I mean, as I say, I mean, John was an actor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what acting's about, yeah. building up a character. Yeah. You're acting. You yeah. know, you're not being you. You're acting. He was quite different um, from his on-screen. Oh, totally. My son's just saying. Yes. 
I mean, he was, you know, as, as well, you'd meet him after the performance on a Sunday night, we'd all go into the bar and John would be in there um, drinking his gin and tonic. We like gin and tonic. Uh, it wasn't a bit camp, you know, it was, and also, I mean, his voice was different. It was uh, in real life, I say real life, uh, it, you know, when you talk to him in the bar, it would be uh, much deeper than than that. Yeah, no, absolutely. But he, he was fun. And um, I mean, he used to give most wonderful parties we used to go to because he lived in Maida Vale, his house back right down onto the um, canal. And he most generous parties. Yeah. He, he yeah. Was lovely. It was fun. Did all did all the cast get on with each other? Did everyone enjoy each other's yeah. company? Yeah. I can genuinely say that, to my knowledge, there was no backbiting. Because everybody, if you think about it, was so individual. Yeah. Um, but what is interesting is um, because the people that worked in the store were, were, were a little group, but... Um, which didn't include in the same way Mr. Rumbold, for example. Mm. Mr. Rumbold, who was the manager, you know, he was slightly, um, well, not outside, but... Aloof, you know a bit mean? aloof from it all, yeah. yeah. Slightly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was, was a great... It was a great programme as well, though, wasn't it? Because it was, it was on for so many years. It was one of these programmes that people enjoyed making guest appearances in, didn't they? So there were some big oh, names. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's like everything else. Um, that's how they they draw people in, and yeah. to do a guest performance, you're it's a one-off. You know, it's not. Um, and you mentioned you mentioned David Jason, and you mentioned earlier on um, Joanna Lumley, and Joanna Lumley made a guest appearance in it, didn't she? She was in it at one point, if I remember rightly. Not uh, not when I was in it. No, but she she was at one point. Yeah, she was at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she she was. Well, obviously, Joanna Lumley and I were <laughs> thought of a bit alike, by, certainly <laughs> by Jeremy. Uh, I Jeremy really, really well. Yeah. He used to live in a lovely house in St. James, very near Buckingham Palace. What do you think it did for you, then, are you being served as a whole? What did, what did it do for your career? What did it do for my career? Well, I mean, as I said to you before, I think I got known as uh, being uh, a good comedian. Well, it's not like being a comedian as we know it, but it's like somebody who can deliver the lines in a perfectly serious way, which I did, if you remember, yeah. to Mr. Grace. I wasn't trying to sound jokey or anything. I delivered them in a perfectly straight manner. Yes. And uh, so I suppose I got known for being well, well, good in those sort of circumstances. Sorry. Carry on work off the back of that, did you? Yeah, I did carry on. From the back, off the back of Are Off the back served? of Are You Being Served. Yes, I did the carry on. I, I did one film and I did the whole of the carry on television series. Yeah, Carry On Laughing, it was called, wasn't it? Carry On Laughing was the TV That's series. Right. Yeah. And I did the first episode, and I'll never forget, it was called The Case of the Coughing Parrot. <laughs> and I played the Barbara Windsor part. Right, okay. She couldn't do it. 
uh, and uh, yes, I'll never forget that. And I, I can even see what I was wearing. Um, and then she came back and joined the. I mean, still, I was still in it all, but I, uh, she came back and did well the parts that she should have done. You know, I think uh, when, when she'd seen me in that first episode, she always think, well, I don't know, but I felt that she always thought, oh, better watch that one because she's younger and she could be a threat. <laughs> I bet yeah. I could be one. So you were, you were in Carry On England, weren't you? That was the main the film that you were in. That's right, yeah. Um, you played somebody called Frida, I think? Um, I think Carry I did, England? yeah. Yeah. What do you remember about that? That was one of the ones that wasn't... It didn't particularly get great reviews, that one, did it? No, it didn't. Uh, oh, I, I don't remember an awful lot about it. I seem to remember... I, I seem to remember marching in it. But it was nice to, obviously, you got to work in that and in Carry On Laughing, you got to work with some of the Carry On team. Of course I did, yeah. So what, what was that like? Tell me what, you, what your memories are of working with them. Well, again, very, very professional. Everybody got on. I don't remember any backbiting or um, nastiness. Um was there any yeah. of them was there any of them that you'd never met before and you were looking forward to meeting when you got there? You know, people like Charles Hawtrey or I think Charles Hawtrey had gone by that point, actually, hadn't he? He had, yes. Um, he'd been well, he'd he... been sacked, I think, by that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I wouldn't like to commit on that. <laughs> was Kenneth Williams still was Kenneth Williams still there at that point? Uh no. Oh, he'd gone yeah. as well. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, he always, he always thought the carry-ons were beneath him, didn't he? He was sort of, he always took this attitude. Yeah, he did were... have a bit of a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a complex. Yeah. yeah. Now, a little bit um, later on, I think it was, um, well, it's, no, it's in the late 70s, you did, a, you did a sitcom, which people, a lot of people don't remember, but um, that got together both carry-on people and Are You Being Served people, because it had John Inman in it and, Peter Butterworth and yourself and Josephine yeah, Tewson yeah. and Avril Angers. And that was Odd Man Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thames. What do you remember yeah. about that? Well, oh, <laughs> oh, I've been desperately trying to think. It, I, it, I it, it only ran for one series, didn't it? One, one series. It did. It didn't uh, take off. I don't know why. What part did you play? I don't remember. I don't remember. I can't, honestly, I've got to be truthful. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, shall I? Matt, you played okay. somebody called Marilyn. Oh, right. You were, yeah, sex, you, you were sex obsessed and you spent your time at uh, in a Little Hampton using your knees to bend candy bananas, apparently. was <laughs> <laughs> that right? <laughs> to be honest, I can't, I can't remember. I it don't says, remember. It says here, she speaks with a distinct Western accent. She's very flirtatious, especially towards Neville, who she calls Mr. Neville. Who played Mr. Neville? Yeah, who played who played Mr. Neville? Mr. Neville was uh, was John Inman. He played Neville Sutcliffe, the camp simpering, illegitimate son of Herbert Sutcliffe, who left Neville and his half sister Dorothy, uh, half of his factory and house. He sells his Blackpool fish and chip shop to his friend Bobby, so that he and Dorothy can pay the bank the thirty thousand pounds. That their father owed. So it's set in Blackpool. And his wife was Dorothy uh, Josephine Tewson. 
And then there was Wilf played by Peter Butterworth. The so there you go. So, so you're coming back to you. Well, I remember the people. I don't remember the story. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Butterworth was a real character, wasn't he? Because I've, yeah, I've had long conversations with um, uh, Angela Douglas about Peter Butterworth. Angela Douglas, yes. Yeah. Well, Peter Butterworth was, was quite a character, wasn't he? Somebody who, you, he was one of these people that, we, we, he was in lots of films and we didn't really, I don't think we knew a great deal about him, but in recent years I've spoke to people of, and apparently he was he was just a lovely chap who was was immensely funny off screen as well as on he screen. Was, he was, yeah. just a lovely, lovely, cuddly if you like, cuddly sort of chap, a, yeah. a natural born comedian. A comedian, I don't mean... Comedy actor, you mean. Comedy thank actor, you, right. yeah, Thank yeah. you, thank you. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to how you being served then. The great thing about it is it had this fantastic ensemble cast, didn't it? And it did. you got you got to know all these people and the characters and everything, and everyone expected certain things to happen in every single episode. A bit a bit like the carry-ons in that sense. You know, you exactly. always expected it kind of thing. Exactly. Um, and that's what which, people like. Yeah, they want they want to hear they the catchphrases, do. don't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's what make them, makes them chuckle. And also the other thing about it is people often say to me, oh, the carry-ons are a bit risque, whatever. But when I was a kid, I loved the carry-ons. Um, and I didn't, a lot of the innuendo went completely over my head. Well, of course, as a child, it would. And I think that's the same with Are You Being Served? I think kids could watch it quite innocently, couldn't they? Oh, absolutely. Look, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I, I've got to go and look after my pussy. Well, I mean... You know, I'm going home to look after my little kitten, you know. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, all, it's all in the mind. It is. Everything's all in the mind. <laughs> the, the people have a problem with it, although them themselves, aren't they? That's exactly. The thing, really. uh, but, but of course, the problem now is social media. Uh, yeah. Children now are, are much more savvy about things. And that's, to a degree, a great problem. They, they tried to remake the carry-ons because they brought carry on columbus years later which didn't work and they tried in more recent times to redo are you being served do you remember them trying to do that i don't yeah. no they did they did they got sherry they got sherry houston who of course is lovely she's great and great actress she came I know, on i know i've worked with sherry Houston. yeah she's great isn't she yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but she played she played molly's part in it yeah 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 oh i think i do vaguely remember Yes, yes, yes. But you can't remake those things, can you? No, you no, 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 no. No, I mean, that was a one-off. You, you can't. No, exactly. I, I mean, I think it's a great mistake how they're trying to do all the sort of um, iconic films yeah. again. I think, you know, you've got to go with the flow and that was iconic and stick yes. with it. Yes, Do something different. Yeah, I no. mean, why are people so obsessed with remaking things? Why don't they do something original? Yeah, no, I agree. Interesting. I agree with you. I agree with you. Absolutely That's right. What I was saying to you earlier, you know, they're all so up their own bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> so, with with just talk a little bit more about how you've been served in terms of your your character. Obviously, yeah. we didn't get to know much about you as a character. We knew you were his nurse. Yeah, she was a very, very professional nurse. Yes. And um, she took into, um, oh, took it all on her shoulders, you know. She was a nurse. That was her main thing. So the fact that uh, she ignored the fact that he was looking up her skirts and things like that. She was a professional yeah. in her 
field, which yeah. was a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. And so she didn't take into consideration the fact that he might be looking, you know, that, that wasn't. <laughs> Did, wasn't, um, would you I have mean, liked? She was playing billiards, for example, just to please him so that, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Do, 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 would, you, would, you, would you have liked the character to have been developed a bit more? Oh, I would, yeah. very much. And indeed, I don't know whether you, I, I don't remember it very clearly, but in the last uh, series, they started, at, I mean, Harold got, you know, well, frailer. Yeah. And they started to build me up a bit more. It was young Mr. Grace and then old Mr. Grace came later on. Oh, that? yes. Old Mr. Grace. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Just, oh, remind me who played him. Uh, let's have a look, shall we? Let's have a look. Yeah. It's funny here. I'm just looking at what um, John Inman's character, Mr. Humphreys. I never, you don't realize till you look back and you realize that he, he was, his, his character's name was Wilberforce Claiborne Humphreys, was his name. <laughs> I don't remember that. Just called Mr. Humphreys, but yeah. Exactly. And, and Mrs. Slocum, do you, do you know what Mrs. Slocum's first name Molly. was? Uh, no, 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 in real life, I'm talking about. No, I don't. Betty. Betty. Oh, Betty. Yes, I do. Seem to remember Betty. And Miss Brahms, what was her first name, do you think? No. Shirley. Shirley. Shirley, yeah. Captain Peacock, his first name, what do you think he was? Don't remember. They made a thing about this a little bit every now and again. They'd Somebody had somebody would call him by his first name and he'd get very annoyed. Stephen. Oh, Stephen. Stephen Peacock, yeah. yeah. And, he, and it was Cuthbert Rumbold. Yeah, I do remember. And, and James or Dick Lucas. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Mr. Granger was Ernest. Right. And then, yeah, young Mr. Grace, as you say, was played by Harold Bennett. Harold. Was, there was Mr. Mash, um, who was... Um, oh, Arthur Martin. English. So, no, yeah. Arthur English. Do you remember Arthur English? Yeah, Arthur English, yeah, he was great, yeah, wasn't he? He played the... Um, oh, what, what the... Um, well, the maintenance up, man. The maintenance thank man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the brown coat. Do you remember? Yes, he was great. He was really good. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah because yeah. Arthur English, in his own right, was um, a comedian, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He was. I mean, he was quite a well-known name. He was very much so. Now, Mister Old Mister Grace was played by Kenneth Waller or Waller. Oh, Kenneth Waller. Yeah. Yes, of course I remember. Of course, didn't he have glasses? He did. He, young Mr. Grace's even older brother replaced yes. him at the store when he took a sabbatical to write his memoirs. Yeah. In fact, the final two series, the management of the store were again attributed to young Mr. Grace, who was by then an invisible character. So they referred to Mr. Grace, young Mr. Grace later again, but he didn't, he didn't come back. And um, yeah, Kenneth Waller. So were you, in, Kenneth, were you in it with Kenneth Waller? I was in it with Kenneth Waller. Yeah. I was. Yeah. And I also worked with him somewhere else. Uh, yes, I know Kenneth Waller. And who who was it that took over from um, Trevor Bannister? Uh, that was Mike Berry. Mike Berry. Who played Mike Bert, Berry. He's Bert still Spooner. Going. Bert Spooner, he's still around. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mike Berry, yes. Yeah. Mike Berry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's only there's only a few of you left, isn't there? There's you, Mike, the lady in the canteen is still around. Yes, Dorothy Vernon. Yeah, I remember. I remember her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she was quite a character. He's still um, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was it? So, do, do you remember the difference between Miss, Miss, uh, Young Mr. Grace and Old Mr. Grace? Then were they 
I mean, oh yeah, old Mr. Grace was much more. Uh, young Mr. Grace was doddering. <laughs> yeah. People were doing very well. Whereas old Mr. Grace, Kenneth Waller, uh, he was much more together. Yeah. He came into the store. He didn't, to my knowledge, or to my memory, uh, there was no catchphrase attributed to him. But he came in much more as a, shall we say, a normal person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in charge of whatever. Yeah. I like the I like the fact that Mr. Gray. I mean, I'm I'm I run my own company, and I'm it's only a small team. It's only about four or five of us, but. Um, you do get that sort of um, when you run something, you're in charge of something, you own something. You you do get people do see you in some some sort of grand way sometimes, and they, you know, I'll I'll take everyone to the Midland Hotel here, and it's like oh, it's like a massive treat. You know, they're all going to the Midland Hotel, and I turn up, and of course, you know, all they want is a free they want freebies more than anything. Most people are like that. But what I found quite interesting, about, I know the Midland Hotel in Manchester. Yeah, yes, yeah, what that's my Midland Hotel I'm talking about because I'm just down the road from from, oh, from right. yeah, Midland yeah. in Manchester. Yeah, so it's it's a very famous hotel, as you know. The thing I liked about Young Mister Grace, the storyline was always he'd, he'd come up with some scheme or something, getting them to change their mind. You know, he'd, he'd cause chaos, wouldn't he, down on the oh, shop floor? Yeah. And then he and then he turn it all back at the end of the day. He's basically just having fun with them. He's playing with them all, really. You know what I mean? Playing games. With I them. suspect so. And do you do that with your employers? Well, um, I can't admit to it, but probably I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to keep them on the toes. I don't tell. You have to keep them on their toes, don't you? <laughs> and that was all his. And that's exactly. why he would say, "You're all doing very well." <laughs> and fall over and collapse, and you'd have to pick him up. And yeah, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Vivian, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you. It's been fantastic. Lovely to talk to you. Vivian Johnson from Are You Being Served chatting to Ashley. And next from Distinct Nostalgia, we'll be finding out some of the secrets behind the world's longest running sitcom, Last of the Summer Wine, as we interview Mike Grady, who played Barry. And don't forget, you can hear nearly 200 hours of interviews, reunions, drama and comedy just by scrolling through the Distinct Nostalgia podcast feed. (laughs) 